You're listening to the Straight Up SEO podcast by Susa Digital. I'll be your host, Chetan Bat. So today, I'm very excited to be talking about scalable, results-driven B2B community building with Dan De La Cruz, aka Dan the Agency Man De La Cruz, who's founder at Polymensa, which is um, building, which is all about building your non-ego board of advisors. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really well, thanks. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic uh, and very insightful conversation about something that um, a lot of agencies might have on the radar, or if they don't. Don't, don't set the bar too high. <laughs> <laughs> okay let's right. let's put it lower <laughs> this is going to be a pretty average conversation about what ages no. sorry mate over to you <laughs> no, well well let's well let's let's I'll, i guess we'll, we'll, we'll let the market decide um and maybe well maybe we just start off then with with um you uh introducing yourself a bit and your kind of background in b2b um kind of community building and yeah. and and yeah we'll see how no pressure. We'll see how high or low the bar is. <laughs> Love it. Cool. All right. Uh, well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. And uh, obviously, thank you for everyone that's going to be listening to this as well. Um, basically, from, from my end, I've, I've been in the agency world for, for I don't know how many years now. I'm 38 now. So pl- plenty of years. I, I stepped, yeah. stepped into the agency world after uni, so you can do your own calculation. But, <laughs> uh, but have been working in sort of different roles at agencies set up my own agency as well. So I really understand the, um, the space really well. Then after setting up my own agency, I set up a, a community, a peer support community for mm-hmm. agency founders specifically and uh, grew that to about 500 members. And to some people that's maybe huge, to other mm-hmm. people that's small who run like 10,000 people communities. For me, it was um, it was a really good experience because it was uh, you could really tell how uh, people were so, you know, they, they yeah. would almost go out and put a tattoo on their arm with the community <laughs> logo. Um, nice. That's how much they cared about it, which was amazing. And that's kind of what I wanted to build. So, and the most important bit, it had a, uh, it was fully financially sustainable. It was a subscription model. Yeah. And there were, uh, there was a whole team around that. So that's one, one of my experiences. Cool. I always like to categorize it as that was the experience of, a low revenue model um, or, or, or kind of uh, low subscription fee, mm. um, but volume more around volume. Mm. And then the next community that I built, which is what I'm building right now, uh, which is called Polymenza, mm-hmm. again, in a space for agencies. Uh, this time I focus very specifically on agencies between 20 and 50 employees. And, and those that oftentimes where the leaders of those agencies have not had the experience of working in a big agency um, as an MD or, or have set up their own agency before nice. that, right? So they're kind of coming into a bit clueless. Um, maybe it's their first business or they've come from a marketing background or something like yeah. that, but actually don't know how to run an agency. Uh, and, and for that, it's, it's a slightly different community. So in this case, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a very premium price for the subscription. But as a result of that, the community is much smaller. And um, there's lots of really, really kind of good things to talk about that as we're as we're exploring this topic today. So, 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 so I think I think one of the aspects of this that that is kind of interesting, and I think needs, I think I think might um, provide some sort of clarity 
for, for people listening is you know what does community really look like especially when it comes to b2b is it something that's kind of online and people you know uh you're messaging them by social media platforms or is it something more in person that you meet up with them um you know what what, what does a community look like for b2b and um, yeah i wonder if you could yeah yeah it, it's so I'll, i have two answers for that one is a bit yeah. more of an anthropological one and the okay. other one is more the you know hard businessy one so yeah. the hard businessy one is well look in the end of the day if you're, if you're building a B2B community, your goal is either to make money through that community that itself, right? If it's mm -hmm. some sort of model, like a subscription model or whatever, or you're trying to sell something into that community. Mm -hmm. And um, and ultimately that community consists of your your customers. Yeah. That's that's kind of one, one way of putting it. The other way of putting yeah. it is we human beings uh, have, have, thrived off communities since we exist right and, yeah. and the only way of really surviving um since mm -hmm. we've existed has been through communities mm -hmm. and has been through the the strength of being around people that could take different tasks right back mm -hmm. then it was you know someone was gathering uh whatever fruits and stuff they could find and seeds and plants and the others were you know, going out and hunting and yeah. you know, and maybe there was someone else that was taking care of the, the kids, what, whatever, whatever it was yeah. all the way back then, the ones that were, um, that had, had a, had a group of people that shared similar values and mm -hmm. whatever, however those values were defined, um, they would, they would survive and they would create civilizations that, mm. you know, have become the civilizations of today or, you know, maybe along the way, they were then trumped by another civilization that just was a, maybe a stronger community than them mm -hmm. um, in, in, in the physical sense, unfortunately, because most of that probably happened through war. Uh, but <laughs> I guess in some way, yeah. we, all, we all have our communities, right, in, in, in life. And, and in mm -hmm. the end of the day, what we're looking for is a sense of belonging. We're looking mm -hmm. for a sense of belonging that gives us identity, that gives us, you know, mm -hmm. who we are. And if you, if, if you find something like that um then that is yeah you know, that is the thing and if you can create a community in the b2b space where people yeah. really feel like they're belonging to something special mm. that that basically trumps every everything else so 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 i i think i think that's that could be the the, the crux of it right there because i think maybe uh, uh, when it comes to b2b it's considered quite a dry um a dry kind of form of business and even biz the business owners themselves see themselves as technicians sometimes like you know we just run technical businesses we just provide a service there's nothing you know it's not Nike you don't go you don't you don't become inspired about running because of what we do but actually is is that what you're saying that there is a, a thread inside all b2b businesses that's to be realized um and and is, is, is that kind of you know I think I think if you if you want to take your community to the next level, definitely because mm. you can you can you can put together a bunch of people. Mm. Like let's say I don't know you're you're in you're an agency and you want to put together uh, okay you're an agency yeah. and you're supplying um, yeah let's do it companies in the. Uh, I'm just looking around the room. Yeah. What, what have we got here? Headphones, right? They're headphones. making headphones. Yeah. Okay. And um and 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 so you want to have all the headphone manufacturers all together in this one community, right? Okay. Now, 
that's already great because that's already a starting point. So you're already kind of hovering around the topic of producing headphones. Yeah. Now, the you could create that community and just put all those people in. But yeah. if there's no real sense of belonging for them, um, <laughs> then you'll have very little like input from them and you'll find yourself constantly having to like nudge everyone and put like content into the community and it just starts becoming you you're the only one who's like posting and you're the only one who's Uh, like you know doing like like that kind of stuff right whereas like there's there's not going to come anything from the other side because they don't really feel like it's theirs they just feel like Mm. it's a it's a space where maybe occasionally they get like an update on a bit of content you know maybe some news or whatever but that's not really a community right a community is a is a giving and taking there's an exchange between human beings a value exchange where um which is based on trust and 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 based on on common values that you may have right and and i think that's that's where it goes to the next level. That's where it goes to the next. I mean, okay. So, so, so I mean, I, I like that you brought up an actual example. Let's say headphone manufacturers. Let's, let's go even drier. Maybe let's go like um, you're supplying toilet paper. Sand or toilet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're supplying toilet paper to yeah. hotels. Did you, were you going to say sandpaper? That would have been. Good <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go down construction, but yeah, maybe you'll need yeah. some reconstruction if you're using <laughs> sandpaper. <laughs> Love so it. so yeah, let's let's do toilet paper for hotels, right? That's 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 yeah. that's, that's that's pretty. That, that could be pretty dry. I mean, um, um, how would how would one start to conceptualize building community around that? So we we have our stakeholders, like you said, your customers, yeah. your clients. That's the hotels, and you want you don't want to be just this kind of neon light that's getting in people's faces because that's that's not a community. You want some interaction here. Um, what uh, let's let's imagine let's say the kind of interaction that that could take place here like what, what kind yeah. of a thing could the toilet paper guy be be, be saying and yeah. what kind of interaction would, would be taking place yeah yeah so i guess i guess a, a first starting point would be to identify people that you work with people mm. that you mm. work with not people. companies necessarily so the people okay. in the companies that you work with um mm-hmm. and identify who are individuals that have a certain value set that you would like mm. to appear in the community right so if they're mm. really friendly they're always very like being being you know they're always helping you or they're maybe they're very honest in the way that they talk or mm-hmm. or maybe they're really like they've got a real analytical way about how they you know take things apart and mm-hmm. you know whatever whatever it is however like whatever kind of behaviors you like to encourage you know you try to find the human beings in at your client side that portray those behaviors and they don't necessarily yeah. have to be the leaders of the business they don't have to be the cmos they don't have mm-hmm. to be of course that's always the the you know, the ideal sweet spot Decision for agencies, makers, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah, let's get all the CMOs of the hotel chains or the toilet paper manufacturers or whatever it is um, yeah. in one in one community, right? But the thing is, if, for example, you find that you're working with a CMO and you probably only hear from them once every two months, trying mm-hmm. to put them into a community, you're not going to hear from them more than that. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe you're working with like a marketing manager in that same company and mm-hmm. they're like really um, like on the ball, they're constantly like, talking mm. to you and you know you hear from them multiple times a week mm-hmm. and they're and they're really open and and you can sense that they've they've already trust your way of working and things like that they're going to yeah. be more likely to like actually like be busy in the community as well and okay. then you take those people and you start putting them together 
right? You start mm -hmm. putting them together and you throw in the topic. So if you have a topic which is around toilet paper um, at mm -hmm. you know at hotel chains, then um, then that's obviously your starting point of conversation. But okay. actually, what you'll find is that uh, with time the conversations will go way beyond that because we're human beings, right? We're going to talk yeah. about like our challenges that we might have at home or, you know, at work yeah. or, um, or whatever. And this is, this is where it, it get, it really becomes special because mm. again, when it comes to any kind of situation where then it's an, a new business situation for you, mm -hmm. the trust is already there and you're going mm. to be at the forefront of these people's minds, right? Because they already know, Oh, you know, uh, so and so is uh, who runs the community and stuff. I really like that person. Well, mm. I really want to give them the, the job because I, I hang out in the community every yeah. every week. Every week, I think I think I think that that's probably I mean, I mean the, the key because we began by talking about like how we can uh, the idea of communities to derive revenue from them one way or the other, either directly or indirectly. But I think the word trust is probably the key. If I'm if I'm right, the key focus of, of what's really going on here, like what should be on top of mind, is how am I building relationships and trust, um, and then that is then leveraged one way or the other. And, exactly. And, and, it, and just going yeah. back to that point, yeah. you know, um, it, the amount of times I, I see organizations uh, in the B two B space who want to do this whole community thing, mm. and they set up like. I don't know, a Slack channel or, or whatever Discord thing or what, whatever mm. they use, whatever tool, Mighty Networks, whatever whatever community platforms are out there, right? And they set mm. it up and then they 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 shove a bunch of random people inside and, yeah. and they just make it all about like them just <clears throat> sharing thought leadership content and things like that. And and they never like there's never any response from anyone. Like <laughs> yeah. It's almost it's almost cringy at some point where yeah. it's kind of like, well. Is this literally just a megaphone? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and someone's like constantly shouting and no one's really listening or not even responding. So it's it, it goes way beyond that. <laughs> it goes just way beyond that. And we've all been in communities like that as well, you know. We've yeah, and maybe we've even made them. I mean, not maybe you haven't, but I I I, I have. <laughs> I've made oh, the yeah, mistake. You kind of because I think I think it's the intuition, right? Like the and, and I think this is one of the things that maybe in this podcast will develop is like the a, a new a reimagining of that intuition. How how does it really look when you create a successful community? Speaking of which, I think the idea that you gave earlier about you know like having these conversations and, and making people get busy around a topic. How does you know how how so so let's let's just continue that that that, that thought kind of um, game that we we're playing. So so we have. We have this now um, group of people, people from companies that, that we align with, and we want people to get busy. Um, how, how does that look? How does that happen? Like, do we put out a blog post and then ask people to comment on it? Or, or, or is, is there more to it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great question. I mean, look, there's, there's all sorts of ways of, of doing that. So one way is mm. you put them together in some sort of um chat based mm. like platform right it might be whatsapp mm. it might be slack what, what, whatever it is right like but some sort of enclosed area mm. where you can interact with each other right um mm. i'm i'm always uh i always say like it depends on what type of community you're trying to build like that that like that is what tool you're going to ultimately use right uh at the beginning 
it's, it almost doesn't matter um, just because try. you're probably going to transition anyways over into mm. another community, like into another tool. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. A lot of people always ask, oh, like, what, you know, what tech should I be using and stuff? And I always say, like, look, just pick one and just go for it. Mm. It's not about that. It's about um, how can you get people to interact as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the kind of like first thing you just drop them in. And then the other thing is um, the the you can do stuff like video calls you know you can you yeah. can have google meets zoom whatever again whatever technology you use but like a way where you can you can organize whether it's a weekly thing whether it's a bi-weekly thing a monthly thing obviously the thing the thing you've got to remember mm. is the more time we spend with another mm. human being the mm. more we tend to trust that human being un unless mm -hmm. That, that person repeatedly breaks the trust, right? And then obviously right. it goes the other right direction. But if there's constant like positive experiences with another human being, we're going to be like, hey, this, you know, I really like mm. this person and really like often is a translation to I actually starting to trust this person. And, yeah. and so, yeah. So if, if, if that's, if that's happening, when that's happening, um, yeah. or, or let's say if, if that happens often enough, like, those yeah. interactions then there's more trust and when there's more trust people tend to open up more right it's okay. just normal because they start being in an environment that they see like oh yeah i trust these people i know that like i'm not going to be ridiculed i'm not going to say anything that's like going to offend anyone or yeah. whatever it is right like and they start sensing that and okay. when they sense that that's mm. when they start interacting and then it's always a combination as well of people because you have to find and this is all about you understanding human beings. Like I've, I've met thousands of people over the last few mm. years, um, especially agency founders and agency leaders. So I, I get a pretty good idea of like who would be someone that would probably be quite a heavy contributor and mm. who would be someone that's a little bit more of a lurker, but would also mm. be valuable to the community. And I think you kind of have to have a balance between different types of people because you, you might mm. end up having a whole group even if it's just 20 people yeah. of like that are not yeah. like talkers. That's true. And you can't expect non-talkers to suddenly, yeah. you know, come up. However, <laughs> yeah. you say, you know, I say that there you you can if the trust is there, but you just can't have that high expectation from the start. Whereas yeah. you know, maybe with someone who's a little bit more of a talker, they'll come into Talk. the community and they're straight away like chucking <laughs> their opinions and things like that. So, so yeah, so, so, so that goes kind of back to the selection of who's in the community as, as being like yeah. a core principle. So making sure that there's people in the industries that you care about, people yeah. that align with your values and that are a good balance between talkative and kind of, you know, always kind of engaging. And then, and then, and then, and then people might share those values and be, and be engaged, but just not in the kind of way that 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 spills out across the internet you know <laughs> but maybe they talk to their friends about it in person as when they go for drinks or something like that and so so it's interesting so so, so how, how do how do you have any ideas on like how one can avoid the megaphone effect so let's say we're having these kind of like touch points these interactions we have them on let's say slack um and facebook maybe still uh or something like that and 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 we're inviting people to do onto video calls what kind of topic so let's let's go back to toilet paper <laughs> and and hotels yeah. what kind of topics can we <laughs> talk yeah. about yeah. that people yeah. would actually want to be engaged with and that's not megaphone yeah they actually take value yeah okay so so there's there's a couple of things there right the first thing if you're finding that like no one is really yeah. getting involved in the conversations and so on 
it's always a good idea to, as a as the owner of the community, to spend one to one time with each person in your community, right? And mm. at the beginning, um, which is why I always recommend people to kind of start small and and yeah. build trust with a few handful of people because they're going to be the ones that are going to be leading, you know, the way mm. as you go along, right? Because they're going to feel like they're yeah. they're the ambassadors essentially right. right even even without you don't even have to label them as that but they will just feel like that anyways mm. um and they'll be more confident in That's you know really bringing cool. other people into the community yeah so spending spending a significant amount of time individually with mm. the with the with the people is is really important because mm. that helps them um, realize that you care as well and you care about them and you care about their time and you care about their contributions mm. and and they then in return feel maybe a little bit indebted and i don't mean this yeah. in a manipulative way but like you know it's 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 just the way it is like they might then yeah. feel more likely to then get involved in the conversation as well because you're yeah. helping them as well like you're trying as well right you're you're right. adding value to them right so that's one way that's like beyond the the content itself yeah. I, I guess in there you would actually figure out the content because if, if content isn't a megaphone but it's something that can help others that's where you figure out the the, the gaps what they really want to hear about or understand about you know yeah is that what your sp that, spawn yeah oh your spawn exactly that and and mm. in those conversations that's where the stuff often comes out where mm. people then really share you know behind closed doors openly with you hey do you know what actually something that would be really really valuable for mm. me would be if we talked about this or we mm. talked about that and then it's up to you right like you have to then because you have the bird's eye view they only yeah. have individual they only have individual needs. Right. Now, from your bird's eye view, you can then see, oh, wow, like five, six, seven, ten, hundred, however many people mm. you have, thousand people piping up about this particular thing. Mm. Well, it's a no-brainer yeah. to raise this particular thing. And then suddenly everyone jumps on it. Everyone so, um, so yeah, like, absolutely. That's, that's the thing. And I think as well, at, like, once you have a core group of people that you really like you would like more of in your community that you think these are like my sweet spot kind of members. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense to interview them and ask them all these questions around, you know, what, what motivated them to join? What were the biggest challenges that they had at the time? What are they now? Uh, how would they describe what the community is about? You know, what words would they use? All these kinds of different things, because those things will then help you to shape your positioning and mm. will help you then to bring in more people that are like that that you know will basically help your community grow that's fascinating and and i think that's really okay so i have i have, I have a question about scalability that kind of yeah. jumps on top of that but you, you're going to mention two ways um earlier on in which community yeah and topics can be yeah so, so that, that i mean that was that was that basically it was the, okay. the one one is individual spending individual time and the other one was this idea of like doing your research with the with the members and figuring out from them right like ultimately they're the ones who are going to tell you the great the great thing is mm. with community and this is actually a conversation i had today with a bunch of agencies was mm. sometimes we're when we're doing marketing as an agency mm. it's something's not right and not mm. enough people are biting and it's mm. it's it's either we're not doing maybe an, an enough marketing uh yeah. but most of the time it's because either the problem that we think exists mm. doesn't actually exist or isn't that big of a problem 
mm. or the definition of the problem, the way we define it is defined differently by the clients that we're trying to work with. They're seeing okay. they, like, we might say, yeah. Oh, your problem is that your website is rubbish. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and, and from their perspective, they're like, no, no, no. Our website is great. It's just that <laughs> we, 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 we need more. Um, we need more people converting at this point in the uh, journey, you know, or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. Right. Or we yeah, need yeah, yeah. what, so, so like the way, the language, the language is just slightly different, which means they don't understand that we understand their problem, and mm. they, and if we, if we don't understand their problem, then we don't like, yeah, we try to bring them a solution. That mm. solution won't won't match up, right? Whereas when you run a community, it's amazing because you can then have these conversations in your community, right? And you can really hear from them, like, what yeah. is the, what's the core thing that's bothering these human beings? So that you can use that in your own marketing, whether that is for bringing more people to the community or whether that's mm. actually then to do marketing to target these people specifically. No, I think I think I think I think this is just another invaluable like kind of aspect of why why it'd be worth investing in building community. And also, I was going to say, you know, it's, I think part of that is articulation as well. You can hear how they're pitching the problem when they're pitching the problem the kind of words they're using the tone that they're using like how much of a problem is this kind of aspect for them versus that part of it for them and and that just of course is, is a really powerful way um of of yeah as, as, as you say like really getting to know your clients basically and then positioning yourself really really well i mean that's the fundamental of business right <laughs> and um, and and so so this process is quite in, in the world that we live in now, a lot of people expect things to be, I, I think people expect things to be highly, you know, kind of on a mass scale, highly scalable, everything's happening with like press people pressing buttons overnight. Um, this is a very kind of in-person interaction. So two questions that I think might be relevant here. One, does the CEO need to be part of this? If, if, if not, how can they um, hand it off to the correct people to, to be developing this community and to well let's start there and then the second one is about how how, how, how does it go from one-to-one -one interactions to something um larger you know more sustainable yeah so as in uh sorry yeah. scaling the community basically and like um getting it to the next level or do you mean like as in the people that are in your community to get them to become clients or like ah uh, okay yeah sure so i mean i mean yeah so just, just, just scaling the community and like okay. so, so the initial cool. interactions. Yeah. Does it have to be the CEO? Because often maybe they don't have time. Um, I, yeah, I mean you've just said it right there, right? Yeah. I mean I don't, I don't think it has to be. I think it's it it has to be the the right people for the community. And what I mean by that is it has. I mean, look, if you can manage to get a bunch mm. of CEOs in in a community oh. amazing and if they're like yeah. if they okay so if yeah. if your community out of all the other communities that are out there that are bombarding them each day to join their <laughs> thing and join their event and join their newsletter and join their yeah. thing like is the thing that they get wedded to and are like this is my community that i belong to mm. that is mega powerful obviously mm. but i think that's uh uh, that's probably a very very hard thing to do and yeah. and you know we have this 
exact these are kind of examples and at the really highest level right when it comes mm. to like politicians and things like that you know who like mm. hang hang out in their party right yeah, like, true. people never think about it that way but it's like a party is a community yeah you know yeah, that's a community and 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 at the highest level mm. like that's like at the highest level that's a really powerful community um that you know for, for if, if you're part of that uh, you yeah. feel like a sense of belonging right um and mm. and you're more likely to help the people in that particular community than you would say the you know if you're conservative <laughs> that you would help the labor party right yeah so, without going into yeah. politics Hence like, Davos. Think, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um without without going into politics and and yeah. you know how those kinds of communities work um, yeah but like with uh, with a business community i just think it, it again to start it all off it needs yeah. to be the right type of people from an attitude point of view from a values point of view because yeah. they're the ones that are then going to carry on to have the conversations and then mm -hmm. at some point maybe at some point yeah. either those people that are in that community in the long term are going to end up being cmos or going to end up being uh, yeah, of the company or in it you know so you never know where they gonna head off actually, to but then when yeah. they are and and i'm talking about a long-term game here mm. right but like when they do get to that point you're you're the first one they're going to call up because True. you know yeah. you've helped them along this journey so yes. i i almost think it's actually even smarter to start work off with sort with... of mid you know mid-level people or even like junior people and then kind of watch them as they kind of progress through their journey and you've been there with them right you've helped them like that's it's 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 easier as well it's easier to do that because they'll be more open to to um, being there regularly and showing up and and also from, from from the perspective of the of the company that that's, that's creating the community so the toilet paper company and in our case i mean this is yeah <laughs> that's I mean, it that's it we got yeah. that <laughs> yeah it's just become a thing now and and somehow we've managed to avoid the obvious topics that that, that leads to <laughs> I mean, yeah. Glad, glad we didn't go down the sandpaper route, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, really. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, don't go to that hotel. Don't you know? That's, that's yeah. dealing with that manufacturer. <laughs> no, um, so like, like, is who, who, who's, who's the person? Like, so who's in charge of developing the community from scratch? Um, in from 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 the company who's creating uh, the community? Mm. Is it is it the you know the um, marketing manager or the cmo or the ceo like like is, is is there a particular person who's best to start the community or yeah or that's a great not? that's a great question mm. so building a community is a full-time job mm. and i'll let you think mm. about that for a second yeah because it it, it is a full-time job most people that build communities try to do it as like a side thing mm. and they 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 just they just struggle they struggle because in the end of the day it's like if you really want to make it something big something special it requires your attention all the time you know you, mm -hmm. to the point where sometimes your community members might be talking to you on, over the weekends right mm -hmm. so if you're if you if you're already busy with a business and you're uh, i don't know very very strict about your your timelines of when you interact with the human beings mm. in this community i think you'll find that a lot of people will not give it 
as much energy and time uh, as you're hoping for because you're not mm. doing it, right? Mm. Like, I, I don't have to respond to every single thing that's in our WhatsApp that I set up for my community. I don't yeah. have to um, respond to, you know, every single question that comes up or whatever. Mm. But I do have to, like, every day show up and and drop something in. And and if there's members that have something specific that they write me separately, then I have to be there for them. Because mm. uh, if I don't do that, then they won't put in the same effort. It's just it's just yeah. the way it is. It's just the way it is. And I think that's a really key thing. And most people, you know, get someone in their team to do it part time alongside mm. their job or or they they try to do it themselves as like the, the CEO, the founder, whatever. And it just doesn't quite work. Like it mm. needs a full time dedicated person who that is. Look, mm. I think it's more about the personality and the attitude mm. and whether that kind of matches the 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 values mm. of the community and also depending on what you're talking about the experience mm. so for example in my case because i've got so much experience with running agencies and being involved mm. in agencies i can actually if need be i'm not mm. an advisor i'm a facilitator that's really mm. important as well yeah i okay. i can though become an advisor and actually give tips and uh and that's i mean that's an optimal point right if it's a community yeah. that's about things where you where it's a, like quite a technical thing right so like going back to our toilet paper example you know <laughs> if you have someone that's like actually understands the production process of toilet or the distribution right. of toilet um not the usage but like <laughs> <laughs> i think that's we can we can all be experts at that um we've definitely all done our 10 i hope so but um but but this is but this is the thing, right? Like yeah. I think I think if it's a if it's a very technical community, you might want to have someone that does understand mm. that a little bit because sometimes you'll find yourself maybe in a conversation where there's very few people, and say mm. if you're doing a call and you might only have like two or three people, you sometimes yeah. have to then jump in being the expert. And right. if you don't have the expertise, you will look quite stupid, and actually uh, it might devalue the community itself. Mm, so okay. so that's the only thing if it is a so, sort of around an expertise a specific expertise if it's something more like human based right yeah then then hey that's that's all right like let's say for example you're you're an agency that works with um mental health uh i don't know mental health charities for example right and you want to set up a community around mm. that to talk about mental health and so on right like it's a topic that like yeah. everyone i think can can like mm add their opinions and thoughts yeah. and experiences in one way or another. Like you, of course you can be wrong by saying certain things, but like, it's less likely like it, then, yeah. whereas like it's something very technical. Yeah. You, you might just look stupid, which is not yeah. a good idea. Which is not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> um, so, but I think, I think what's interesting in all those examples is this, is this concept of facilitation. I think, I think this is the word which might, um, be the key kind of um, indicator of how you kind of move away from making this whole exercise a megaphone building exercise is that you think of this as facilitation of for people to find the kinds of information that they need around a topic that you guys are experts in um, people that share your values are doing this 
and 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 also engaging in such a way that that builds trust. And now this kind of starts starts to form uh, the basis of the kind of communities that we're talking about. Yeah, moment. Yes, yes, and no. Uh, yes, in the sense the types of communities that we've been talking about, but also. I don't think it's necessarily um, either or, it's just, it depends on mm. what community you wanna run. There's plenty of really successful communities that are run by one single human being, right? Mm. Like that that basically is the, and I don't mean that, sorry, they're run maybe by a team, but, it, mm. but there's this one single human being who's kind of the omen of the community and has right. all of the knowledge that everyone wants to have access to, right? And we see it a lot in like the YouTube base, the whole, um, kind of, yeah, exactly, yeah. you know. And we see it a lot in the whole, mm. you know, NLP space and all those like mm. you know coaching spaces and stuff where there's usually right. like one human being that's there, right? And and basically shares all the knowledge. So right. I don't like as and and you can see that those communities work, mm. right? they work, um, mm. but it depends on yourself what you want to be doing and you're going to have to accept that if you do do it that way you are going to be uh, most likely the single point of contact most of the times and you're going to have to be there yeah you know for all the things or you're going to have to start building right. like frameworks and and stuff and i just i just think you know there's so much it's, right. it's so much easier to let your community members run your community than it is for you to, you know, be the one yeah. that they have to listen to, basically. That's interesting. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess that that's a useful distinction. I guess um, people will just have to decide what would what would work best for them. Is it the exactly. kind of thing where you know it's like a inverted pyramid where they're the bit, the foundation of it, the point, yeah. or or is it something more of a network that they're building? Exactly. Um, and there's no again, there's no right or wrong. Right. Hmm. Both both are completely uh, acceptable models that work. Um, it just depends on what you're, how you're looking to be perceived. Right. In my case. Hmm. I've never wanted to be perceived as the expert, the mm. advisor. Um, I can be, and lots of people come to me for for advice because I've I've been involved in so many conversations over the years mm. of agencies, and I've seen so many different variations of of agencies. But my role primarily is to be a facilitator, and I bring mm. in the experts from externally. I bring in um, our own community into topics where I go, "Hey, you know, you've done yeah. this before." you should speak to so-and-so and then you connect mm. them up. Right. And then that creates a bond between them, which ultimately mm. then creates a bigger bond between everyone. Right. Yeah. And then, and, and then, I mean, I mean, I've, 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 I've come to quite a few polymensa meets and, and I, and I do so precisely because, um, well, one actually side note, it's fun to see everyone's face appear again. Um, yeah. it's, it's, that's a subtle one because, because it's, that's a part of, they probably don't even know who I am, but I I am more now likely to respond to their LinkedIn or whatever I see going on just because I've I've seen their face and I've heard them speak. Um, this is the community in general, <laughs> and 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 then of course the topics themselves are, 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 are super useful, something that you want to listen to, and then I think afterwards you all comment on the email thread. Um, so so I think yeah, I mean um, so yeah, just to expand on your example of Polymensa, uh, and and so I think I think it's. I think the last one, of the last things that um, certainly we have to touch on is is with all is is kind of the, the whole scalability aspect of it. So we have this kind of pyramid model or network model, and we have, um, but they both begin with somebody committed to building a community, 
um, and having individual interactions at the start. Now, how quickly can this kind of a thing grow um, and and how big can one expect it to grow before it's, it's too much to manage, um, I guess? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting question. Mm. Lots of depends answers. Yeah, right, of course. That. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it, it, in in the first thing is you need to, you need to figure out what are you offering, right? If it's as mm. simple as like, hey, it's a it's a call a week, mm. you know, and a bit of individual time with with people, mm. you could probably scale that relatively quickly. Mm. Um, if it's if it's a matter where you're providing quite in depth, you know, quite customized things. Mm. Um, different servers you might have a call what like different types of calls you might have like uh different types of workshops that you do things that mm -hmm. it, it's a bit more difficult to obviously scale that quickly um mm -hmm. so that's that's the first thing right like it depends on how how much you're offering um mm -hmm. it that that will you know hinder or or you know like hinder your your the, the ability to scale really quickly the size um so with mm. with the agency collective, we got to about I think it was about 150 people maybe, mm. uh, and and when it got to about 150 people, I realized I didn't know a lot of the people anymore that were coming into the community. By that time, I had already got someone in that basically started doing the sales, so I wasn't doing the selling anymore, like bringing new members into the community. Mm. And I could start seeing, like, I don't, I didn't know who was there anymore, right? And at that point, I realized that actually having a community manager to help mm. out with, you know, like keeping people engaged and, you know, checking in, adding individual value and things like that would become a really crucial thing. Again, it depends on how much you're doing for your yeah. members, right? Like if it's, if it's, very little interactive stuff you probably can take it to 500 people or a thousand right. people but the thing is like alone the admin side of things mm. is insane at 500 people mm. at thousand people at ten thousand people right like yeah. you really have to think about <clears throat> the automation potentially of that if you don't want that much like personal interaction and so, so that's why for me as well, I decided on with this community with Podimenza mm. to actually go down the route of charging more for the subscription, but mm. having less people in the community because it means I can spend more time individually with human beings and my team doesn't have to be massive and I don't have to think about loads of automated mm. um, tools to basically go and 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 scale the scale of the community right like it's it's not i don't have to think about that too much whereas like if you're yeah. going down the route of like hey you want to create a community of like a thousand people or ten thousand people or even more you you're gonna have to think about all these things very quickly um so to answer your question i think for most yeah. b2b communities i i would recommend keeping it small and keeping it very personal and and taking your time with building it so i would say you know when i say small i mean like 100 people max you know yeah even even community you can even build a community with about you know 20 20 maybe 30 people right like you can even build a community around that and make it like a really tight-knit group of people right you, you'll have to maybe add more people as people maybe leave at some point mm. but 
that that would probably be for B, for most B2B communities, I would say that's probably a good size. But that's it's, just yeah, like I said, there's there's plenty of examples of communities out there that are massive as well. It all depends on what kind of relationship right. you want with the people. What kind of relationship and also what kind of like um you know, I guess depends on the kind of B2B business you are. Maybe it's just like two or three people bring in a massive amount of revenue because that's how your business operates. Absolutely. And that, then therefore it's really is in your interest not to make it a big thing. <laughs> you want to make everyone exactly. feel as special as possible. Exactly. Exactly um, that. Exactly. Because if you're, if you're, you know, if your ticket value per customer is mm. like whatever, you know, a hundred, a hundred pounds or a hundred dollars, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Of course. You know, you're not going to, put that much effort into it um mm. because it just yeah you, you need you need the volume you need the yeah. volume yeah whereas yeah okay so so that's so i think i think uh how, how do you feel i think i think this is a really really good overview of like what b2b businesses how do they think about what does the community look like for them uh, how do they begin to implement such a thing and the kind of expectations on time and energy required to do that and then and then how, how does one grow it plus what to expect to get out of it um i think we touched on all those points do you would you would you do you feel yeah. that way too i, I think yeah. i think that's that's a really good solid starting point and uh of course look uh, if anyone listening to this wants mm. to a chat a bit more about community building um I, I love talking about this topic more than happy for them to reach out to me um yeah sure reach me on linkedin so uh dan dan daniel de la cruz uh dan the agency man you'll probably put it into the show notes and yeah. uh and and yeah or polymenza.com that's the that's the website and yeah like you know if you're if you're an agency leader as well i always have this um uh, special for for podcasts that I'm on. I've got like this virtual onboarding report, which is really really great yeah. to helping you onboard employees um, in a virtual environment, and like loads and loads of tips. We did like this research, which is really really valuable. So I always say like, hey, I'll give that away as a bonus for for people that listen to the podcast. So yeah, we'll put that on the show notes. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, thanks so much, Dan. Um, really really like huge pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, it's great uh, to be talking about community, B two B building communities. I know that this is something that um, Suso is 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 doing actively at the moment too, because um, our, our our main our main kind of expertise is partnerships and SEO and anything that can help us understand. The people that we're working with and that we wish to work with and be better partners to them is something that we're interested in doing so, so these kinds of conversations are really really useful um Brilliant. i think yeah you, you threw, threw some great insight on on how to build communities uh hope everyone found it useful and um hopefully fingers crossed we'll have more conversations that are coming out of this one love it <laughs> okay thank you very much cool there you go thanks Dan. <laughs> ciao cool bye